This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 639, comic reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 26th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is our first reviews episode uh, that will be released in uh, January 2019. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, we're t- looking at the releases from the week of December the 26th, so actually the last gasp of comics that came out in uh, 2018. Uh, so let's talk first about some of the releases. So there wasn't, wasn't a lot that came out actually last week. Uh, it was kind of a very... Uh, scant week in terms of comic book releases. Um, you could really almost count them on a hand. Um, let's see, from Boom, you had Boom Parish number five. Dark Horse had Hellboy and BPRD 1956 number two. Uh, DC had four different trade paperbacks, so no uh, single issue comics. Uh, Dynamite had Marvel's Attacks number three. IDW had GoBots number two and Marvel Action Avengers number one. I gotta remember to pick that up. I forgot. Uh, Image Comics had Die, 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 number six, and Man Eaters, number four. And over at Marvel, you had uh, only a a handful of releases. Uh, Fantastic Four, um, and then you had three other books, which I will be talking about in just a moment. So let's jump into the first one. We have uh, Superior Spider-Man, number one. This is written by Christos Gage. Um, the art on this one, I'm trying to remember, is by Mike Hawthorne, and the inks by Wade Von Grabager, and Jordi Belair on colors. Um... I liked this issue. I liked the, the uh, story by Christos Gage. I was not a huge fan of the Hawthorne art. I thought um, the, there was a lot of inconsistency with how the Spider-Man's costume looked, and I just didn't think it looked that great in terms of how the art was rendered. Um, there's a sequence with uh, Stiltman being kind of flipped upside down that also I felt was kind of not that well detailed. Um, but then I, I found the personal moments and the way in which uh, the characters were uh, their facial expressions were drawn when you're actually dealing with real people. The Hawthorne was doing a lot better. Um, I do feel like the issue, in some ways, is not a great setup as a, a number one issue. I mean, uh, obviously, it is a number one issue, but you know, it's building off of Superior Octopus and a little bit of the Spider Geddon stuff, and so it just feels weird that they did this this the Octopus thing first, and then this issue. Um, it's kind of a disconnect because obviously it comes place after that and you have some elements like the night shift that have already been put into place but there's not a lot of reference to that here um, well I guess there is I'm trying to remember yeah I guess there, there's a, like a one line in the recap page so I, maybe I'm wrong but maybe I'm not giving them enough credit that they were trying to make sure that if you do read although who's reading the 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 intro page on a number one issue like it just feels like i'd probably be like yeah yeah you're just gonna tell me it's auto octavius and then when you actually look at it you're like oh okay it's explaining a little bit more which is actually important um i'm excited to read this book going forward um interested to see what gauge does to kind of make auto different and explain like how auto is able to get away from anna maria turning him in uh definitely you know one issue in there's already a lot of um potential issues arising, which is good, that you want to keep your character on on his toes, and that's definitely what's happening here. Uh, also, the fact that you have Terak showing up at the end was kind of badass. I'm excited to see uh, where that goes. So, I thought this was a, a pretty strong debut. Uh, the art was a little sketchy for me, or not quite as up to the task as I would have expected. Uh, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. Uh, next up, we have Uncanny X-Men. This is issue number 7. Uh, this is just kind of in the age of apocalypse and i mentioned in my review of the last issue that i felt that if i hadn't already read issue seven when i was reviewing issue six i wouldn't have known where they went because i thought they were in hell not just in the age of apocalypse but this is written by matthew rosenberg kelly thompson and ed burson artwork by peppy rilleraz 
Um, I thought the artwork by Pepe Larraz was fantastic. Um, and the story was actually pretty strong about, you know, it's been a while in the Age of Apocalypse. You've had, you know, a, a, a kind of a depowered X-Man for some reason, or he's kind of been burnt out. And you have, you know, him hanging out with Glob and, uh, and uh, Armor. And then you also have Pixie and Rockslide, who are decidedly of a different feeling, that they just want to kill X-Man, whereas Armor wants to go home and knows they have to keep him alive, although she starts to feel differently by the end of the issue. Um, I thought this was very strong character work. It definitely feels like it takes a very big left, you know, right turn from where the last issue was. Like, it's completely different and a totally different reality. But it was pretty strong and interesting to see how the you know the four x characters plus x-men had made a major change uh and had kind of broken up uh while in the intervening time between when we last saw them in the last issue and now and where they've gone with it and how their powers have been affected and how their you know personalities have uh, adapted to the age of apocalypse as well and so i'm gonna give that an eight i thought that was pretty strong and uh last but not least as we continue or finish our but like eight minute episode uh we have x-force number one um which i actually thought was pretty enjoyable um i thought the art was not really to my liking the most like i thought there's a lot of exaggerated weird body shapes and face shapes like warpath just never really looks right like it just that part for me did not work as well i thought the art was kind of the weakest point of the issue i thought the storytelling or the story i should say was actually really interesting and strong um i just wasn't really a big fan of the art that was used to get to the story um which is too bad because you know there's a lot of potential in this book excited to see where they go with it i just yeah i was just kind of let down by the art um to see who did the art in this issue um you had tyler burnett doing the art on the main story and then uh one on ramirez doing the art on the second story called the big sleep in both read, written by brisson um i thought the art on the last story was actually a lot better a lot more coherent um not quite as weird and scratchy. I thought the story was actually quite fun and interesting and seeing what Boom Boom does, and she definitely takes a big turn here. Um, but yeah, very interesting, and I guess it says Boom Boom will return, but like, is that in X-Force or somewhere else? Like, It doesn't really say where. Um, the story, again, with Cable and Deathlock kind of teaming up and the other personality that's jostling for control with Deathlock, like, I thought that was really cool. Um, again, the art is just so not to my taste, though, so I couldn't really... It was difficult for me to enjoy it as much as I wanted to, so I'm going to give it more of a, a 6 out of 10. Um, it's being drawn... You know, I think it's... I always kind of break things up into art and story both out of 5, and then the composite is out of 10. So I'm giving a story like a 4, but the art more like a 2. Uh, so it ends up being more of a 6. Um, it just wasn't really to my liking. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, something about the art. I just couldn't, didn't really, couldn't really enjoy it. It wasn't really for me. Um, it's unfortunate, um, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, so looking forward, so in our next reviews episode that'll come out next week, I'll be talking a book about books that came out on January 2nd, which is the day I'm recording this. Uh, so some of the selected releases, uh, include, Let's see here. From Dark Horse, uh, Olivia Twist number four, Halo Lone Wolf number one of four. Uh, we've got Sword Daughter number five. I'm really behind in that. I really like the first two issues, and then I just kind of fell behind. Uh, Action Comics 1006, Batgirl, Batman Beyond. There's the new edition, new printing uh, Batman Prodigal. Uh, you got Books of Magic number three, Dark Days, Road to Metal Trade Paperback. you got Detective Comics 995, Flash 61, Heroes in Crisis 4 of 9. Remember when it was only supposed to be seven issues, and now it's nine? Uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps Trade Paperback. 
Paperback Volume 7, Dark Stars Rising. Uh, we've got Justice League Odyssey Number 4, uh, Power Trade Paperback Book 2, New Edition printing from DC this time. Must be weird if you have, you know, Marvel and DC, and that's going to look bad on your, weird on your shelf. Uh, Superman Kryptonite Deluxe Edition hardcover. you got the Terrifics, uh, Titans, Wonder Woman. Um, over at Dynamite, you have Project Superpowers Number 5 and Rainbow Bright Number 3. Uh, then going over to Image, um, well, yeah, so IDW basically has nothing. They they have a game, two games. Uh, they've got the Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact, Artifact Edition hardcover and the My Little Pony Ponyville Mysteries Trade Paperback Volume 1. Uh, Image has a uh, new issue of Savage Dragon as well as The Walking Dead, which is getting closer and closer to issue 200. And at Marvel, we have a new printing of the uh, Kree Skull War Avengers Trade Paperback. A new, a new launch of Champions by Jim Zub. You got Conan the Barbarian, which is a big deal for Jason Aaron. Uh, you got uh, Deadpool, Death of Captain Marvel, uh, Trey Pepperback, new printing. You got Deadpool by Scotty Young, Volume 1, Merkenhard for the money. Uh, you got Fantastic Four. Uh, also, there's a reprinting. So you got Death of the Inhumans, Trey Pepperback, uh, Immortal Hulk number 11, Infinity Wars, Infinity number 1. Yeah, that's a weird number, or a weird name for a book. Killmonger number three. I don't think I read number two yet. Uh, you got The Man Without Fear number one. You got, uh, let's see, Mr. and Mrs. X number seven. Marvel Tales, Fantastic Four number one. Uh, you got Marvel Superhero Adventures, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. I'll probably pick that up for my son. Spider-Geddon, uh, trade paper, sorry, Spider-Geddon, trade paperback, uh, Edge of Spider-Geddon. You got the Spider-Man Ben Riley Omnibus volume one. You got Star Wars, um, Age, I guess, Age of the Republic, Obi-Wan Kenobi number one. You got Tony Stark, Iron Man number seven. Um, let's see what else we got here. A lot of books. Uh, you got the True Believers, uh, those reprints for a dollar. You have two different Conan books Conan the Barbarian and Conan Tower of Elephant. You got Uncanny Axman number eight, Winter Soldier number two, and Wolverine Long Night adapt- Adaptation number one of five, as well as uh, Archie 701. Uh, as well as Archie 1941, number four. So I'm excited to read that. Anyways, that is what's coming out next week, uh, or really tomorrow, or today, I should say, January 2nd, which we'll be talking about next week on our next reviews episode. Uh, so thank you for uh, downloading this episode. You can re- email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and have a happy new year. Bye-bye. <laughs>